is Faith Revisited. Welcome to the podcast. On Faith Revisited, we'll talk about our own church as we're constantly trying to adapt to an ever-changing world as a downtown historic church. We'll talk about United Methodist Matters as our denomination faces an exciting and uncertain future. We'll explore church leadership in the 21st century. And we'll talk to different faith leaders about their perspectives of religion today, how we can be more authentic, stop alienating people, and how faith is more important than ever to connect us to God and each other. Hey, maybe we'll touch on a topic that speaks to exactly where you are in your faith. We won't know until we try, right? Let's do it. Welcome to this week's episode of Faith Revisited. We are in our new Faith Revisited studio. We're still moving in. We've got some changes to make, but we have a brand new Faith Revisited studio that we're going to be recording from from now on. Yes, we're back in person yes. and we're going to take a new leap on this podcast. It's been two years. Two years. I mean, two years in March, but with COVID, you give yourself some grace on timing, but two years we've been doing this. Yeah, pretty much. We've had this idea and rolling with it for two years, for better or for worse. So it's pretty exciting, but we are back. We have a studio. We are ready to go. And we're bringing in video component. Yes, we are upping our game a little bit. Um, it helps both of our brains to try new things, to do new things. And this is going to be part of it. We'll see what happens. No more broadcasting in your PJs. <laughs> well, debatable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'll this is fun. Know. This They'll know I'm in pajamas. That's right. Or at yeah. least from the waist up. PJs waist down, Absolutely. you're good. Yeah. This is fun. It's been two years we've been doing this. Mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about a variety of topics. And one fun thing that we did individually, and, and I even stopped the conversation off air, um, is that we've listened to the very first episode all the way through. And I wanted to make sure we didn't unload comments uh, beforehand because we want to do all of it fresh. So first episode. So it was called, um, episode one was Historic Church Open yeah. to All. And it was an interesting experience listening to it. You can tell, and I remember I was reading a lot. Yeah. It was the very first time we were crammed in the library of the church. And I think we had one USB microphone in between us and we were kind of like... Hovering over it. Anytime we wanted to talk. And I just, everything that I said, I noticed I was very calculated yeah. and very reading. I didn't really broaden much what I wanted to say. Well, I mean, I think I think it was good. We had a list of questions and we're sort of just getting up to speed about who we are as a church and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I noticed that I don't know if I was out of breath or I just didn't know how to talk into a microphone, but like every few in between every few phrases that you could just hear me like breathe and, and, you know, try to and we just were such amateurs at using this equipment. But to be fair, we did it like that's what's awesome about yeah. starting the podcast is we had an idea and we started it regardless of, you know, what the technology was or what we had, like we started it. And I thought we grew a lot. Um, the messaging, what do you think about the messaging in that first episode? I had forgotten, and we mentioned it a few times, I had forgotten that a large thing that sort of prompted us to do this was the General Conference of the United mm -hmm. Methodist Church in 2019. It had just happened a couple weeks before mm -hmm. episode one, and we talked a good bit about that. In two years, I had forgotten that that was like one of the major prompts for us to start this whole thing. Yeah. So it was neat to, oh yeah, that's why we did it. And for a refresher, why don't you say what happened two years ago at conference? A, a general conference 2019, there was a plan to try to uh, make the United Methodist Church as a denomination more inclusive for LGBTQ people. Mm -hmm. uh, it was voted down. 
Uh, it was very hurtful, uh, very divided denomination, and still is. We're still sorting that out, and COVID's kind of delayed more decisions to be made. Uh, but we spent a good bit of time because at Trinity, we tend to stick out in our pocket of the world. Um, there tends to be a lot more Methodist churches who embrace the current restrictive language versus us who we don't like it. We want a, we want a fully inclusive church, and so we, we, we sort of based a lot of that first episode um, out of distinguishing who we are as a church. So that was neat to remember. And it's still, I think we had just become a Reconciling Ministries yeah. church. So we talked a lot about Reconciling Ministry. We were the second one in our conference. Um, are there more churches that have voted to become Reconciling Ministries? There was a third a uh, few months after that that, okay. that voted. So yeah, I mean. So it's we still have a long way to go. Very long way to go. Yeah. So yeah, it, that was neat. I thought, um, just given a brief history of the church, I mean, of course, I'm critical of myself. I was a little wordy on uh, some of the answers, you know, and, and I'm a preacher and I get yeah. paid to talk for a living. So yes. uh, that's shown uh, a little bit here and there. Yeah. No, it, I liked that we talked about the history. We talked about where we wanted to go, um, what we wanted, ideas with the podcast. I think um, to bring back of what we want to do now moving forward, you know, starting this next podcasting you know we took a little bit of a break covid mm -hmm. was kind of hard just draining in general um so now that we're back um where we want to take it and i do want to bring more methodist news in you know are things getting back into action well general conference was going to happen this past fall and because of the vaccine distribution really to to, to more third world places where there are Methodist, um, it's a lot slower and the access to internet is just not there. So you can't do a Zoom general conference. Yeah. To vote on things as monumental as this is going to be, the consensus is that if the votes can come together, we're going to split the denomination now. So rather than keeping restrictive language, um, we're going to just say, if you want to have restrictive language, there's going to be a new Methodist church denomination that will emerge, the, the GMC, the Global Methodist Church, and then the United Methodist Church as we know it will uh, change the language to be more uh, fully inclusive. Um, but unfortunately, vaccine distribution is slow. I mean, this yeah. was this was going to happen spring of 2020. And then obviously wow. COVID happened, yeah. and this was a year ago, May, we were supposed to have done this, put it off until September of this year. Still feel like vaccine distribution slow, so it's now set for spring of uh, next year. And were you part of some of these discussions and plans? Yeah, you know, uh, th there were many conversations happening in the aftermath of 2019. Yeah. Um, I went to a couple of leadership things, one out in uh, Kansas at mm -hmm. Church of the Resurrection. Uh, I was one of 10 or 12 people from our annual conference to be invited to go. And, you know, and I've worked with some smaller groups here and there, advocacy groups to try to uh, organize how to pass votes and things like that. Uh, but really, I mean, like everything in life, COVID put a a pause on everything. Yeah. And so those discussions have really slowed down. Now they'll, they'll ramp back up once we feel like we've got momentum to actually see general conference happen. Okay. Um, but it, you know, like many things, it, it, COVID has just slowed everything down. But, and that doesn't stop though, what we believe in as a church. Right. Like none of that has changed how we feel necessarily. Um, now there is a church in our area that did vote to leave the United Methodist Church. Yeah, we had a church um, in, in our town that was also a reconciling church um, that, that we've created in the South Georgia Conference. And this is where we're going to get lost in the nerd, the weeds with nerds, <laughs> yeah. okay? We created what's known as a disaffiliation policy. And and that was sort of in the aftermath of the, the 2019 General Conference. So a church basically can 
raise enough money to pay two things, two years of their apportionments, that's sort of our dues that we pay to the denomination uh-huh. in the conference, and what's known as a pension liability uh, number. Now, that's a complex figure that, that we'll definitely lose we listeners into, if I, yeah. we get into that. But the church, we have a pension uh, program, all clergy do, and that um, that agency bills the annual conference, who then in turn bills the church. And so the annual conference acts as a uh, middleman, if you okay. will. And so you, in order for you to leave, there's a liability that's on the books that sort of stays there because we all, with pension, you all agree to be in this together. So if we, if one person pulls out, you need to pay your liability so mm-hmm. that the fund can stay afloat for people to continue to receive retirement. So you pay your liability, you pay your apportionments, you can essentially leave with your building. And it's important to know as Methodists, I've had lawyer friends tell me for years, when you get to property law, one of the things you learn about is John Wesley's trust clause. The trust clause Wesley created, and it has been founded for 250 years over and over and over again as being sound tight, basically is that a church can occupy a building, they can build a building, they can use it, they do not own it. Interesting. So Wesley's trust clause was created to keep Methodist churches from getting mad. The Methodist church is understood as a connectional body. One church is not in isolation. We're all connected to each other. So in order to ensure that a church doesn't get mad and leave, Wesley created a trust clause to say the conference owns your building. The denomination owns the building, essentially. So the trust clause lies there. So if you want to leave the Methodist church with your building, which is important, you have to pay those two figures. Wow. Now, for perspective, you know, we're talking, you can get a building if you really want it for nickels on the dollar. For us, for example, I'll tell you, our price tag is somewhere in the neighborhood of $400,000 for those two things. Our building, uh, if we sold it in downtown Savannah, $10, $15 million. So you're getting an asset that's enormous. So a church in our town paid the money. They're now an independent church. Okay. So, yeah, and you can do that. And I actually helped write our conference's disaffiliation policy um, with full intention that we were not going to use it because there's there's still a lot of money to raise. And we feel very strongly as a church that we want to be advocates for change. We want to see this thing across the finish line. Absolutely. I agree. And I think that's, yeah, that's where our heart still is. And I asked uh, some of our LGBTQ members, like, hey, we've got this option. What do you think? And they're like, Please don't spend my tithe money on that. That's a lot of money that we could be doing ministry with. And I appreciate that. You know, I wanted to give them a voice at the table. So we continue to advocate for change. We continue to be loud and proud about who we are and who we believe God loves. That's awesome. And what are some other things? Um, We've beat the COVID horse to death per se on this podcast, but um, I will just note for historical purposes, we are back in person worship. Yes. And our numbers are slightly growing. Growing slowly, but like every in-person thing, it's just slow to people to come back and everyone's coming back their own pace. summer school just got out. People are dying to travel. Too. Uh, yes. I mean, people really, people, and I'm anticipating a slow return this summer because people just didn't get to travel last mm-hmm. summer. I mean, I'm going to enjoy a couple of trips this summer. And, yeah. um, you know, you've traveled some recently, and I think that's going to, that's good for people, mm-hmm. you know, good for their soul. Yep. And so because we have the online option and, and you can be at the beach and you just whip out your phone or your computer and there you are. Absolutely. And we will be keeping the live stream going mm-hmm. just as we have. Um, we're training some of the youth. Yep. To work the system, which is wonderful. For Who better to work a computer than a 14-year-old? Who know more about it than I do. So yeah. it's been wonderful. Um, yeah, where else are we at? Well, you know, we've, we've unpacked a lot of our 
sort of on the ground learning with with live stream and and COVID and all that. But I think I'm hopeful that numbers continue to improve and that they stay improving so we can kind of branch back into um, other avenues and ideas. We've got an exciting uh, episode in the works coming up that you're going to be doing your first um, exclusive interview. Tell us more about it. Yes, I'm very excited. One of the most influential areas of my life was going to church camp. And I know as Methodists, a lot of us are church camp kids. Absolutely. And that was such a formative time for me that I'm going to be interviewing one of the um, awesome camp director. And that's how she spent her entire career is going from different Methodist camps around the area. And so her and I are just going to have a conversation all about church camp and what it does for kids and how important it is for everyone. And it's a great time of year to do that because a lot of kids like my daughter uh, are getting getting ready to go to church camp this summer. And oh. so it's great to promote it. It's great. It's such a formative time. I went to church camp and what was so cool is um, a lot of a uh, few of my colleagues who, who are a little bit older than me mm-hmm. were once my camp counselors when yeah. I was a kid. I had a buddy a few months ago. He's serving a church in Albany and we, we're colleagues now. And he sent me this picture. He's like, dude, I think that's you in oh. the blue hat. And it was. It was yeah. like 14 year old me. It's and he was head great. counselor that yeah, year. Yeah, I love church camp. I mean, it just connects us all. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. It's cool to come full circle when you know folks as an adult. So that's an exciting episode. We're going to try to do some more interviews mm-hmm. on a variety of topics. Um, I think one thing that could be really important is sort of to bring in some of the sermon series that we're going to be focusing on and kind of talk about because we're doing a lot of practical things yep. um, this this r- the rest of this year. We're doing a series that we're kicking off this Sunday on prayer. Mm-hmm. And so to do an entire episode maybe on prayer would be yeah. good. Uh, we're going to do uh, a longer series this summer to have some fun where we're, we're going to preach our way through the hymnal. That's and so really talking fun. about hymns and maybe we get our music director since he's yes. on summer break, uh, Dr. Jared Register to come in for an interview. Um, and, and that would be a lot of fun mm-hmm. uh, to do as well. And then uh, I'm looking forward to a series uh, later this fall. I did a a poll, you know, I was kind of running dry on ideas and I was like, what would you like to hear in a sermon series? And people respond to this stuff. And one of the most important um, themes, and it's a little more serious one, but I think it's a good one to do is forgiveness. Mm. And so we'll, we'll talk about, you know, we've shared as friends, you know, tough moments in our lives and history and, you know, maybe where we've learned about forgiveness. So those are just a few things. We'll bring in some liturgical seasonal things um, and try to do some fun stuff as well. That's awesome. And if you have other ideas, please let us know faithrevisited at gmail.com or on either of our social media feeds. We would love your ideas on podcast episodes and kind of where you want to see us take this. Yeah. I think most importantly, what we want to do is, and we've done this all along, but we kind of want to double down on just reiterating, this podcast is based on a real friendship. And yes, a pastor, church member, you know, relationship, but it's really a friendship too. You know, you and your husband are good friends of me and my wife and my children love you. um, And and we we go out on boats together. And and so this whole thing's built on just a real friendship. And the fact that we are just sojourners together in our our lives of faith, you know, and, and, you know, of course, you know, I'm, you have to listen to me talk a lot more about it, but you know, you help me grow in my faith as well. And, um, you know, a couple of times, maybe we won't share on air that you've kind of held me accountable in this tough year of COVID to remind me of pull your act together. Um, uh, but we just, we're all human. Yeah, yeah. But this, this is based on real stuff. And so to bring yeah. those real journeys and real stories back into focus, it's sort of not just in a COVID exclusive way, but mm-hmm. ju- but in a broader way as we sort of re-enter uh, humanity. Yeah, together. seriously, it is re-entering humanity. And I do want to make note that, um, like we said in our very first podcast episode, and now um, even more so, we are open and welcome to all people. Um, and 
that's what Trinity Church is doing. And now that we're back, our doors are open again. We're looking forward to getting new people through those doors and spreading the word. And then that's also what we are interested in doing here on Faith Revisited, um, talking to all types of people and different programs and um, how they're making change in the world. I think if, if I had to sum it up, Faith Revisited podcast, we want to be an expression to say that the way that people view faith and the church has probably been too narrow. And we want to broaden those views. We want to include more people. We want to get a more diverse group of voices. And, and we want to share that, that if you've wondered or doubted or struggled at any point in your faith journey, that all that's okay. So have we. And we bring all that kind of here and, and, and get to enjoy each other yeah. uh, as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Faith Revisited. You can leave us a review on Apple iTunes, but we're everywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, also, give us a follow on our social media accounts, um, and Faith Revisited will be showing up there more often now, more frequently. And just in case you're watching <laughs> LaCroix, we are open to sponsorships. If you want to sponsor us, this is my go-to drink. So, new guava flavor. Have you tried it? I have not. Okay. There's one in the fridge. I'll get you one. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a great day. See you soon.